0: Welcome to Seasons of Success with Jeff Hausinger from All Seasons Wealth. In this podcast, we are on a mission to educate you about financial topics and get you front row seats to table talks with some of the nation's most successful entrepreneurs. Join Jeff and his incredible lineup of skilled professionals, entrepreneurs, and innovative minds as they provide you with invaluable insights from their journeys and struggles on the path to success and growth in the business world through every season now onto the show
1: hello and welcome to seasons of success with your host Jeff Hausinger. Jeff how are you I'm great today how about yourself I'm doing fantastic I am so excited to be with you on this journey you've decided to start a podcast and and this is your inaugural podcast I'm gonna ask you a bunch of questions so the audience gets to know a little bit about you your history um, in business and also some personal questions toward the end of the podcast is that okay with you sounds like a plan all right. Uh, you know what? This wasn't even on our discussion list, uh, but I, I'm, I'm just curious. Why did you choose to start a podcast?
2: Well, you know, I was at a, uh, a conference and I, you know, I, I uh, came across some people that were doing them and, and I, I listened to them and them explained some of the benefits and, you know, some of the opportunities to communicate with their existing clients. And I thought about some ideas I had about, you know, some of the interesting opportunities to, to talk with some of my clients and some of my friends that are entrepreneurs. And I thought, wow, you know, I learned so much from these people. I wonder if um, other people would uh, you know, appreciate getting to know, you know, some of their strengths and weaknesses and some of the things that helped them become successful. And I thought it, it might be of
1: interest to people and we'd give it, a, give it a shot. Yeah. Well, you and I met at a conference and it was fantastic. We were talking about <laughs> Um, The different things that you are going to bring to the table, you've got amazing guests lined up. We're not going to give out any of those guest names yet, but that's coming down the pipe for the audience. Um, But today is all about you. So let's dive in. Uh, Jeff, how did you make the decision to get into this industry? Why don't you tell us a little bit about your history?
2: Sure, sure. I um, I attended college at at FSU, and I... I really enjoyed my college experience, and um, while I was there, I was coaching track and field and um, enjoyed that. And you know, got into the, the world of, of education. And, and my first year out of college, I, I was a high school teacher here locally in, in our county, and I really enjoyed that um, job and that challenge. But um, towards the end of the year, I started to realize that you know, it didn't really depend on how good a job I did. Uh, I, I would only be rewarded based on, you know, years of service. And mm-hmm. I, I, got, I grew a little frustrated with that. And I just, I wanted an opportunity to where if I, if I worked a little harder and, you know, maybe had a little bit more success, there'd be a little bit more, you know, benefit in it uh, for me. But, you know, I loved teaching, I loved education, I loved what I did there and uh, I went to an open house at, at Morgan Stanley and um, you know I kept coming back for interviews and they kept uh, telling me how hard it was and how I would never be successful and um, I felt like if, I guess if I came back for enough interviews they they figured maybe I was hard-headed enough to to be successful in this business and they they took a chance on me or or maybe some manager just had a hiring quota he had to meet but regardless they uh, they took a chance on me and I I worked hard and and have managed to have a little bit of success. And, and the irony is, I'm, I, I really am still a teacher. I just, uh, you know, we have a different lesson. I, I teach financial mm-hmm. planning and give out financial advice. And, you know, my students are a little bit older. And, of course,
1: by now I'm a little bit older too. <laughs> that tends to happen to us, doesn't it? <laughs> it does. All right. So, who do you work with? And, and what would you say your specialty is?
2: You know, it, we have a very diverse group of clients, I, I'd say the, the majority of our clients are, are business owners have, have sold their businesses. Um, but we also have, uh, you know, a lot of people that, that, that worked in, in the corporate world and grew a little bit of money in a 401k or, or maybe uh, sold some real estate and, and, and have, you know, some sort of liquidity event. Um, and then we have just a, a lot of clients that are just regular people who, you know, through different sources, uh, saved a little bit of money over their careers and created a, a little nest egg that they needed help uh, managing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'd, I'd say, you know, it's a very diverse group and um, uh, mostly business owners, and I'm, I'm really excited about introducing them to, to our audience at some point um, as we go down the, the path with this podcast, because I think uh, some of them have some really unique stories. And, um, you know, one of the things that's most interesting to me about this industry is just learning how many different ways there are to make money and, and how many different um, ways and things that you can do to
1: to create uh, create a nest egg in, in, in this uh, world we live in. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm, I'm excited about that because, I mean, from personal aspect, I am a business owner and I know that if the business owners, you're going to be bringing on, they've lived through COVID, right? They lived through lockdowns, they lived through supply chain issues. So I'm really, really intrigued uh, as to who you're bringing on and how they had to pivot. So we're going to learn a lot from them. I'm sure Uh, Jeff, if you were to describe your ideal client, how would you describe them to me? You know, our, our ideal client is, is
2: probably, gosh, you know what, it, that, that's a tough question because we have so many different types of clients. I, I'd say, you know, my ideal client is the, is the business owner who's, you know, getting ready to exit in the next, um, anywhere from one to five years. And and we're going to spend a little bit of time with them, you know, preparing for the, the sale of their business or the the um, transition, if it's an internal succession to, to another person in their industry. Um, but, you know, we have a, a large bench of, of FAs, and we have some in, in our office that work with different clients that you know, maybe are just retiring. And um, you know, we also have a young professionals group where you know, we work with a lot of the sons, daughters and, and, and grandchildren of our clients. And you know, oftentimes we're helping you know, young professionals that are just getting started. So um, we try
1: our best to help everybody uh, that we can absolutely now i know you you've got the heart of a teacher you've got the experience of a teacher what kind of client education do you do well that's interesting because it's really very different for for each client
2: um you know some of our clients come to us they're they're very sophisticated they they want to talk about technical stuff and you know we can put them in front of um you know some of our, our our technical analysts that'll that'll help them Um, get into some of the nitty-gritty questions. Um, We have a lot of clients that are professionals in other areas, and and they just kind of say, hey, I I trust you, and I I don't need to know all the details. I don't need to watch the sausage get made. Mm -hmm. Um, Just uh, let's meet once a year and and review things. And then um, we'll we'll do a lot more education and hand-holding for some of our clients that are a little bit younger and just getting started. And then we also have a a group of our clients who, you know, say maybe some of our – our clients who have you know created a, a multi generational um, net worth, and mm-hmm. they want us to spend um, an exceptional amount of time with their children and grandchildren, uh, teaching them some basics. And we have some, some some books and some learning materials and some meetings that we have with them to try and uh, make sure that they're ready and prepared for you know what's down the road. Um, you know, inevitably when their when their parents or, or grandparents pass away.
1: Yeah, that's fantastic because I think that if I'm not mistaken, the old saying is "shirt sleeves to shirt sleeves in three generations," which means you know usually generational money runs out if somebody doesn't teach that next generation how to no, handle exa- that. Yeah, that's exactly right, and and um, we want to make sure that that next
2: generation is prepared and in a good financial shape, uh, so that you know they're they're prepared for that um, liquidity event and that they're prepared to to
1: handle it well. Yeah. Well, I know that you can't do this alone, right? I mean, this is a huge job. I've met a lot of your team members, and I'm not going to ask you all of your team members, but can you kind of give us a a picture of what your team looks like? Well, absolutely.
2: We have um, about six financial advisors, seven financial advisors kind of spread out, um, mostly here in our our headquarters is in in Tampa. um, And that's where I'm based. And we have a couple offices in Pinellas County. we also have uh, an office in, in Maryland, Tulsa, Oklahoma, and Los Angeles. Mm. So we've got a, a pretty uh, strong bench of financial advisors that work with our clients. Um, and I, I always joke that uh, I'm I'm literally the, the dumbest person that works here. Uh, the, the group that I the group that I have is just they're brilliant. Um, we have. Uh, Two CFA uh, charter holders who um, work as financial advisors but also help me as analysts for um, building our models, um, you know, stock selection, ETF selection, they help me oversee the day-to-day asset management for our clients and They're both, you know, just brilliant financial advisors, but they're also extremely intelligent, you know, technical analysts. We've got another financial advisor that's been with me um, since the beginning who um, has an MBA and is is kind of our sales manager and and, and works with a lot of our, our key clients. We've got another financial advisor who you know, she has a, a, a JD and a background in estate planning. And wow. we bring her in to help, you know, every, everybody on the team, you know, kind of helps each other out. And she'll come in on one of my meetings and help any of my clients that have estate planning and, and legacy planning needs. And, you know, what a valuable resource that is in a, in a business like ours to have an estate planning attorney on staff. And, um, you know, another one of our advisors who uh, oversees our, our Maryland and, and Tulsa office, he, he's got a, a degree from, you know, California, uh, I'm sorry, Berkeley, uh, California, and um, in, in uh, computer engineering, just wow. brilliant, brilliant minds. And, and then we have another um, FA that, that works in our um, Los Angeles office as well. And I've just tried to really surround myself with really smart people, give them the, the resources that they need to
1: be successful and help, help our clients and, and really kind of stay out of their way. I love that. That's, that's a fantastic philosophy. All right. So how do you acquire new clients? Well, you know, it, it, that's evolved over over time. Um, I would
2: tell you, you know, when I was uh, 23 years old and, and and getting started in this business, I I just knocked on a lot of doors and cold called and and you know shook a lot of hands and just tried to to meet people. Over the years, I've I've done a lot of different things. I mean, I've. I've uh, sat in conference rooms and given seminars and given speeches. I've I've uh, spoken at panels and, and tried to meet different people. Um, I'd say today most of our clients come from you know, word of mouth and referrals from existing clients. So we've we've built a, a large just a large group of great individuals that families that are clients of ours, and we try to do a great job for each and every one of them. And and um, you know they, they seem to just be real happy with what we do, and and, and they send us. their their friends and family and you know we get a lot of business mostly just from referrals Um, having said that you know we do a little bit of uh, marketing on on social media and stuff but I don't know that it generates a tremendous amount of new clients out of that but you know one thing that I've done is you know later in the career here the past few years is we've also acquired some practices we have um, I've gotten to know a lot of financial advisors in the industry all across the country that you know have gotten a little bit older in their career and, and are ready to retire and you know they call me up and say hey Jeff, I'm, I'm ready to retire. Can you, you know, hire a financial advisor? And, you know, is there somebody that we can slowly over the course of a few years hand hand some of my clients off and, and, and you take care of them in the next generation, you know, now that I'm going to retire? So it's interesting how, you know, we've over the years helped a lot of individuals retire. And, and now I'm, I'm helping other financial advisors retire.
1: Yeah, that's, I love that because it, it just shows about the amount of trust, right? Not only are your clients referring you to other people. You've got advisors, you know, willing to say, hey, I know that you're gonna be able to take care of my clients now that I'm, you know, gonna go enjoy the retirement that I deserve because they've worked hard their entire life. Um, it's, it's It's been really a, a fascinating process because you you,
2: you you know as you could imagine you know you work with some of these families for 25 35 years they become like your family so mm-hmm. the idea of handing them off to somebody else is is very stressful I, I believe or i have to believe for for the retiring advisor so you know sometimes we'll spend um, 2 3 even as much as 7 years getting to know some of these advisors and them getting to know us before you know we decide to kind of go down that path
1: well that's that's a lot of time that's great that's commitment Uh, Jeff, what do you do in your community? Now, I know that you've got multiple offices in, in many cities, like you've already said, but what do you do in your community? Well, we,
2: we, we do a lot of different things in the community. Um, most of my financial advisors sit on uh, different uh, nonprofit boards in, in the community and, you know, try to give back as much as we can. And we try to do that in every community that we're involved in. We have um, some local presence and footprint in each of the communities. And there's, you know, little things that we do to, to, to help out. I I personally um, sit on the board of the, of the First Tee at Tampa Bay, which is a an organization that, that um, tries to Introduce golf and and the nine core values of golf um, to uh, children all across uh, Tampa Bay. And Mm. I'm real proud that we, you know, Tampa Bay, the Tampa Bay chapter actually is the largest um, chapter as far as uh, youth served in the entire country. So it's a real neat organization, Uh, a lot of great people involved, doing a lot of great work in the community. I also, um, you know, sit on the board of Phoenix, which is our local chapter of, of Phoenix here in Tampa, which is a sober living, active lifestyle um, organization and um, something that, you know, some people know about me when I was a, a young man at Florida State. I had a little more fun than I was supposed to. So, you know, shortly after college, I I uh, gave up alcohol and it's been a, a big part of my life and, and giving back to that that. Area and and trying to help others um, with recovery and addiction issues is a a big part of you know what I do outside of work. That's
1: great. All right. Well, you you really highlighted and showcased your your team members and their education. What designations or advanced education do you have? Well, you know. When I was uh, 23 years old and
2: and got into this business and and coming from an education background, I I certainly felt a little maybe underwhelmed with my background compared to, you know, some of the the finance and and MBAs that I was Mm -hmm. working with. So, you know, I right away started working on my my CFP, the uh, Certified Financial Planner Designation. I spent a, a few years studying and you know, had to complete, uh, I want to say, six courses, and then sit for a comprehensive two-day exam. And and then you know there's continuing ed every couple of years; it has to be done. And you know that was kind of the first step of just getting you know learning the basics of financial planning and being able to deliver and teach that to to my clients and, and the families that we work with. As my business grew a little bit, and I started working with some you know, larger corporations and managing money for them and and handling uh, some of the larger 401k plans that we dealt with. There was a designation called SEMA, Certified uh, Investment Management Analyst, that was important to, to, to get, um, just to, to prove that I had the expertise to help them with um, manager selection. And I did that. And, and, and honestly, it, it, it's been a fantastic designation for me to have with, with helping my individual clients with the same exact problems and manager searches and asset management searches. So, um, and in addition to that, our, our firm uh we custodian our assets at, at Raymond James, and they put on a spectacular education uh, process every year for all the uh, financial advisors that work on our on our team to to learn, you know, industry trends and make sure that we're staying up with you know regulations and you know the ever evolving uh, regulations and best practices in our industry.
1: Yeah, well, I, I want to speak to the audience real quick. If you are unfamiliar with some of the designations, designations he was talking about, CFP there's a great website investopedia.com you should go check it out and and look up the definition of cfp i mean he gave you the, what the acronym stands for but that is one of the most difficult and most rigorous tests that a, an advisor can go through and so just to have that next to his name is is beyond i mean that's it's a huge like you said you studied for years but that is a rigorous, rigorous test. So uh, I just wanted the audience to know that that's a, a great resource and to find out a little bit more about what you had to go through to get that designation. It's, it's not easy.
2: No, it's not. And you know, we have um, you know, two other individuals on the team with the same designation too. So um, yeah. like I said, I try to surround myself with some really uh, smart,
1: sharp individuals. Perfect. All right, well, this is the last question in this section uh, about your history. I'd like to ask you, what's your business or your investment philosophy?
2: Well, you know, from a business standpoint, you know, we work in a business that's just all about trust and, and integrity. So, you know, we try to, to instill that in, in everybody that works here. Um, our team is is very collaborative. We all work together. We help each other out. Um, you know, if, if if I have a client that needs help and, and I have a, another FA that I know is a, an expert in that area, say estate planning, I'm going to bring, um, you know, our, our FA that has an estate planning background in to, to help out. If I've got a client that you know wants some more technical questions, I'm going to bring one of the the CFAs in to, to help talk about uh, that as well. Again, all of financial advisors, but um, having some other backgrounds and some uh, other expertise just really helps strengthen the, the what we can bring for our clients. So, and and what we do is is just very client focused. It's very family oriented. Um, you know, we act as kind of a family here. You know, the way we work with the families we work with, and then you know we try and treat. Every client, like like they're part of our family. I um, I remember very early in my career, I was in my early twenties. I had you know one of my mentors. He said, you know Jeff, take treat every client like they're your mother, and you'll have all the clients you could ever imagine. And it was really the best advice I ever ever received. And I um, I try to do that, and it's held true. You know we we try not to be short sighted or, or take shortcuts, and just make sure that we're always uh, doing what's in the best interest of our clients and 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 for them and their families.
1: All right. Well, we're going to switch gears here and go with more of the personal questions. So, Jeff, if you, you know, when you're not working, what do you do for fun? Oh, goodness. That's
2: a a, a lot. <laughs> I, I I find that I'm not the type of guy that just wants to sit around the house and, and, and watch TV. Um, you know, I'll, I'll read a book, uh, you know, a half an hour before bed just to help me fall asleep. But I, other than that, I'm, I'm kind of a go-go-go kind of guy. So um, I've got a, a 15 and 17-year-old children that have... Um, you know, taking up the better half of the past uh, decade, decade and a half of running them around to sporting events and school and mm-hmm. uh, birthday parties. And so, you know, that's been a big, big, big part of my life. You know, in, in addition to that, I I play a little golf. I've, I've got a boat. I, I enjoy fishing. enjoy hanging out with friends and family on the boat. And, you know, the past few years, I've, I've gotten a little more into fitness as well and eating a little healthier and exercising and, and running a little bit. So, um you know, I, I stay pretty pretty busy outside of work, and I also love to travel, and you know, I, I, I really enjoy eating. So it's unfortunate <laughs> I have to exercise a little bit more because of how much I enjoy eating. Yeah, well,
1: good with the bad, right? I guess yes, sir. Works. <laughs> All right, Jeff, what's one <laughs> thing that you recommend most to clients, family, and friends? And, and I ask this question. It could be anything, a book, pizza topping, an exercise routine, whatever. Something
2: that I would recommend most to clients, family, or friends. Um, that's a that's a great question. I um, you know, I I just you know believe you kind of stay true to yourself and, and find something that, that you enjoy doing, and um, it it just makes things. You know, if, if you enjoy what you do every day. It's really, you know, that that old adage, you know, if you, if you find something that you love to do, you don't ever have to work a day in your life. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, I, I feel kind of lucky um, somewhere along the lines, I, I kind of happened into this business and I just, I love what I do and I've never really uh, felt like it was a job. It was, it's a challenge and, and some days are tougher than others, but you know, I show up every day and, and, and do what I'm supposed to do and not everything works out exactly how I planned, but it, it always seems to work out.
1: All right. Well, I love this question, Jeff, tell me one thing that most people don't know about you. <laughs> um, you know, it's, it's funny, I, I,
2: I consider myself like a, a little bit of an open book, so I, when, when I saw this question on the list, I said, gosh, you know, I don't, I don't know if there's anything about me that people don't know, and I, I asked around the office and, and, and somebody goes, oh my gosh, you have to tell them about Caesar. <laughs> <laughs> and okay. Caesar was a pet monkey that I had as a child. And um, I, I think that in today's day and age, if you told somebody you had a pet monkey as a child, they would um they would get a pretty good chuckle out of that. But um, there was a, a a period in my uh, youth somewhere in the elementary school days where uh, my mother decided it would be a good decision to buy a monkey. and so we had a pet <laughs> monkey for a short time.
1: That's, i just didn't expect that at all
2: <laughs> I, I i thought that one might catch you off guard
1: yeah so okay now i've got to ask another question about the mon- how big was this monkey is that one of those little what is it a pikachu monkey or whatever they're called the little tiny know, ones or like a bigger one I, you know i can i can visualize them
2: i want to say it was a squirrel monkey um okay. not a spider monkey a squirrel monkey and um it, it's kind of got like a little yellowish head it's pretty small maybe uh you know when it stands up maybe it's a foot tall but okay. you know most of the time it would it would it would it would just wrap around your wrist and just kind of hang on to the wrist and hmm. um, it was just like a think of it as a really large watch um, <laughs> but yeah it, it was uh, you know i don't know maybe maybe 3 pounds probably not wow. you know not anything real significant
1: wow <laughs> that's crazy that's that's one it 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 was crazy yeah i bet all right jeff what's your idea of success well,
2: you know, my idea of success has, has evolved and, and, and changed mm-hmm. over time. Um, my parents were 16 and 18 when I was born, so we grew up with, um, you know, relatively humble beginnings. And, um, you know, they were great people who taught me right from wrong and, you know, taught me the value of, of, of hard work. Um, but I'd say early on in my career, I, I had some financial success that was, um, you know, probably. You know, probably more than I ever really anticipated, and as my career has grown, um, you know, I've certainly, uh, from a financial standpoint, been exponentially more successful than I ever really could have imagined. Um, mm. However, I think that as, as that's evolved, I, I find, you know, most of my success comes today from, from helping people, and, and it's really on, on multiple levels, I think. Um, you know, I love helping our clients and, and seeing them succeed and seeing them accomplish what they want to accomplish in their in their careers and their in, in their retirements with, with their children and grandchildren. But as we've grown from you know this, we were one. There was only one employee twelve years ago, and and now we've got fifteen. And so, you know, what I really enjoy is is seeing the the fifteen people that I work with who, you know, some of them I've been to their weddings and, you know, I've been to their baby showers for their kids and they've got kids in private school and they've got big houses and and seeing the success of the the people that are around me and and helping, you know, be a little part of that has been um, probably the most rewarding thing that that I've, I've done. You know, on the, on the home front, uh, having uh, watched my children grow up and, and watch them uh, be successful and, and accomplish the things that they want. And I've got a, a rising senior in high school right now who's visiting colleges and mm-hmm. starting to you know, decide what she wants to do with her career. And, you know, it's a, a pretty, pretty awesome experience to, to, to watch somebody from, from birth to, to high school. And, you know, I know that she's going to be successful in everything she does.
1: Love that. All right. Well, this is the last question for this section. And before we kind of wrap this podcast up, uh, it's, it's been tough the last few years, Jeff. Let's just be honest. And, and people kind of can lose focus and, and they've lost some relationships. They've had to rebuild those relationships because of all the things that have happened. Um, and it's not easy, you know, and, and sometimes we find ourselves down. Is there a mantra or motto or something that you say to yourself that helps you stay focused or on track?
2: well you know I, I have to remind myself of it because I, I too can you know occasionally throw myself a little pity party mm-hmm. but um, you know I, I just go back to it you know it always works out um, it, it doesn't always work out the way we anticipate um, it doesn't always work out the way we want it to and you know like like everybody else've I've had my shares of, of ups and downs over the you know 25 years of my career and um, I've, I've made a lot of mistakes along the way and but as long as I keep my head down and I focus and I have I've never found myself in a place where I couldn't work, work my way out. Um, I've been able to to work hard and work through a lot of, you know, tough, challenging situations, um, whether it be professionally or, or, or personally, and everything works out. You always wind up in a good place and you always look back and at and, and, and some of those tough times and you know, realize that you you learned some lessons from them and you you know, you picked yourself up and you dusted yourself off and, and
1: you just got back to it. All right. Well, as we wrap this up, this, this podcast is nationwide. In fact, it's worldwide, but really focusing on, on the United States because of the work that you do. Who should be listening to this podcast? And I, and I mean, I'm, I can throw some things out because you've already said a lot of people that you work with, right? And the business owners and, and, and young families and people just starting, but also people that are, you know, approaching retirement, generational families. There's so many different ones. Am I, am I missing anybody there?
2: Well, you know, I think um, our, our goal of the, of the podcast is to, is to help individuals that want to learn a little bit more about investing. But also, you know, I think it's going to – I think we're going to have some really interesting content um, just based on some, some entrepreneurs and some business owners and uh, getting some different people in from different walks of life to, you know, share some of their experience, um, wisdom, and, and, and strength and try to – um Educate or or help anybody out that's, um, you know, whether they're trying to start a business, uh, sell a business, um, or, you know, just kind of working in a a normal career and and maybe just want to figure out a way to to save a little bit more money or or maybe a few things that they should be doing to, to help, you know, get to that retirement finish
1: line. All right. Well, on the next podcast, we're going to dive into what it looks like to reach out to you and your team, because a lot of people have, you know, trepidation about reaching out to somebody. Oh, they mean, you know, maybe they're going to sell me something or maybe they're going to want to look in my financial junk drawer and they've got some embarrassing things that they've done in the past. Um, But we're going to tackle that issue on the next podcast. But before then, I want to know how people can reach out to you. How how do they get a hold of you? Sure, sure. So, um, you know, if they want to learn a little bit about us, we we do have a a pretty robust website at at
2: allwealth.com. It's A-L-L dot com. a lot of information there about myself the team and you know kind of a little bit about what we do um, but they can always just give us a call you know our, our phone number is 813-490-6610 um, that gets them here to our tampa office and if we're busy somebody will grab a line from another office and you know whoever answers the phone will be able to kind of point them in the right direction you know, ask them a few questions get to know a little bit about you know what they need and get them on the line with a, a financial advisor or schedule some time to, to meet and and you'll know, be happy to go from there and you know, it's uh, you know we're we're not a, a pushy group of salespeople by any stretch of imagination. We're going to take a little time to get to know a little bit about you, and you get to know a little bit about us. And if it's a good fit, you know we'll we'll move forward. And if it's not, you know there's never any hard feelings. Uh, you've got to make the decisions that are best for you, and you know just like just like anybody would. Absolutely, I'm looking forward to that podcast,
1: Jeff. Thank you so much for your time today. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you for having me. It was a, it was great talking to you. Well, thanks for having me. This is your show. I'm just a <laughs> small little piece of it. Uh, but our last thank you will always go to you, listening audience. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to the Seasons of Success podcast with Jeff Housinger. If you have not subscribed to the podcast yet, please click the subscribe now button below. This way, when Jeff comes out with a new podcast, it'll show up directly on your listening device. And we humbly ask you to share this podcast, rate it, and leave a review, as this actually helps others find the show. Again, thank you so much for listening today. For everyone at All Seasons Wealth, this is Eric Johnson reminding you to live your best day every day. And we'll see you next time.
0: Thank you for listening to this episode of Seasons of Success. Have questions about topics covered during the show? Visit www.allwealth.com or give us a call at 813-490-6610. Don't forget to click the follow button below to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the hosts and or guests and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Raymond James Financial Services, Inc. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional financial advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service providers with any questions you may have regarding your individual situation. All Seasons Wealth is not a registered broker-dealer and is independent of Raymond James Financial Services. Services are offered through Raymond James Financial Services, Inc. Member FINRA SIPC.